Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of History Unloaded with Danny and Ashley. And today we're going to be talking about SHOT Show. SHOT Show! Ashley, why does a museum in the middle of Wyoming bother with SHOT Show? Because Vegas is fun! Actually, what is SHOT Show? Vegas is fun. Shot Show is the National Shooting Sports Foundation's shooting hunting outdoor trade show. And um, for the many, many years, it's been in Vegas every year, but not all, not always. And um, we have been attending Shot Show uh, in a formal capacity since 2015 Shot Show. So this would have been our fifth Shot Show, right? Math. Yeah. It was my fourth. Whatever. I'm at the institution, not us as individuals. Um, So we attend SHOT Show in two capacities, really, uh, formally. Um, We have a nonprofit booth, and we always display firearms in an industry booth. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? That's it. That's what we do. Yeah. Episode over. Uh, Um, Why don't you talk a little bit about the booths? Yeah. So as Ashley said, we have... A nonprofit booth where we just sort of we have information available at the, about the museum. Um, we talk to people that are planning their trips out there. We talk to um, a few of our you know people that we know in the industry that are you know just wanting to see us say hi. Some collectors come by and um, put in information so we can take back to Jesse to do serial number lookups. But serial numbers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did I say serial or serial like you eat? I don't know. Uh, you screwed up something in there. but Anyways, Anyways. We, we just hang out at that booth and sort of talk up the museum. So that's one capacity that we go in. Um, but that booth is small, and we have lots of cool stuff and stuff that we would like to show off. And so, like, hey, we're not just three people sitting at a booth. We actually have really cool stuff. Here's a real reason to come see us. Um, and so we've partnered with uh, companies over the last few years to bring historic artifacts to the show to exhibit um, as part of the main level of exhibits. Uh, so uh, most of the time we've been partners with uh, Winchester and have had guns in, on display in their booth. Uh, this Winchesters. W- this year we... Both kinds. Oh, you're right. Ammo and repeating yeah. arms. They have two separate booths and, and they're two right separate co- They're two co- separate companies. So yes. shout uh, out to both y'all. So we display in both uh, Winchester ammo and Winchester repeating arms and we've done that for a few years. And then this past year we displayed... Uh, in the Remington booth for Marlin's 150th anniversary. So that's the most guns we've actually taken in one trip so far. Yeah, that was that was a lot of guns, but it was a cool display. Yeah, it was cool. And they, they had some cool graphics up, and they worked with some collectors to get some cool stuff. So that was it was fun. Um, the other parts that we kind of participate in at SHOT Show um, is that we have a lot of meetings there, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of media while right. we're there. And the the reasoning why we got involved with SHOT Show years ago, because in, in our first season, we talked about, like, what are we to the gun industry and to gun culture? Um, when I uh, came to the museum many, many, many years ago, I realized that you know, really only like people who had been in the industry for like 30, 40 years really knew who we were. And a lot of the younger people um, in 20, uh, 2013, I think it was, uh, Shooting Industry Masters, which was this big shooting sports competition that was for the industry specifically, uh, came to Cody, Wyoming. There was like 500 people and they all, we had receptions at the museum and I couldn't, and it was like my second week of full-time work there. And I remember them being like, I had no idea this was here. And all these young people from the industry being like, this is awesome. Like, I had no idea you were here. And I went, 
oh crap, <laughs> you know, because I didn't realize that we were really pretty irrelevant to the yeah. young gun community, young gun community. <laughs> um, and so I wanted to go to SHOT Show that following year to kind of, you know, start to aggressively market the Firearms Museum because I knew we would be doing this renovation at some point. And so the first year I just went. Aggressive marketing sounds like you were just like kicking in booze. <laughs> like, I'm here. I was. Um <laughs> So I, the first year I just went, um, and we didn't have a booth or anything, but I just like you know followed up with a lot of the connections I made at Shooting Industry Masters, and uh, got the Shot Show crud, which is you know what you what you get if you go to Shot Show. And then that year, NSSF was like, hey, we have nonprofit booths, you should apply. They're free. And so we applied, and um, the first year I had I had to take all that stuff by myself, and I was really scared <laughs> and like something was going to happen, you know, like because right. I'd never done it. But we've kind of made we want to maintain that presence within the industry, so it's not like we're saying, hey, you know, we're a part of the firearms industry because we're not. But at the same time, the firearms industry has contributed financially to our museum and to our collections, mm-hmm. you know, throughout our entire throughout. You did. You pulled at me. I pulled at you throughout our entire existence, and so it's a great way for us to showcase. And that's why we also do things like the the NRA annual meetings and you know other shows is because it's a great way for us to showcase what we have and who we are to a consumer population. That would be in a consumer. I mean, like of the museum. So hopefully to influence visitation and engagement with our institution. Right, and you know, like you said, I think that's the biggest point is. By the time you had come on full time, like we we were kind of irrelevant to the industry, and um, but we but we just kept doubling down on the fact that we were not. <laughs> yeah, like pe- but we would we would maintain this present, like we would maintain the party line that we were. Um, but like w- back in the day when this collection was getting started, it was Winchester collection, so it was really relevant. And for a long time, like we just relied on that cachet of it being famous as the Winchester collection. And that was starting to run out. Yeah. And so we had to go back and say, how do we rebuild this presence in the industry? Because the people that it hasn't been known as the Winchester Collection for so long that that name recognition is going away. So that's an important part of it. Well, and, you know, from going to SHOT Show, I mean, that was a direct, you know, a direct result we had in the museum was getting the Glock firearms on loan so that we could do a Glock exhibition to, you know, showcase that we are more than just, you know, the Winchester brand. Um, We never got to make our joke at this year's SHOT Show. Um, We were going to make a joke in the Remington booth, which is where the Marlin guns were. Um, We were going to be like, this year, we decided to branch out from Winchester. So now we brought more lever actions, but from a different manufacturer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of true. We're like, all right, we're taking a big step. We're working with a a new manufacturer this year. How new? It's just... Still 150 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that's been another niche that we've kind of filled is this idea of the the idea of the anniversary. But history is right. History's been playing a lot bigger of a role at SHOT Show since I started yeah. going. I am going to take all of the credit for that, <laughs> by the way. But um, like this year when we were walking around, I mean, like everyone's trying to do their own little history projects <laughs> like it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, there, that was a good point. There's like a lot of booths have incorporated some form of historical display as part of their company, which it's awesome to see, really. Um, and, you know, I mean, the other half of SHOT Show is it's this industry partnership, but, you know, it's also an advertising thing. Like, just in real terms, like the museum as a whole, we have so much money that we get to advertise our presence to get people to come here. And 
so far we've decided that SHOT Show is one of the better ways to spend our money from it's, that budget. I yeah. mean, where we have to, we talk all the time about our not like our core audience. Um, we've talked about that in other podcast episodes, but really SHOT Show and the collector shows are where our core audience lives. And yeah. we got to go there to, to make sure we're still staying relevant to those people. And, you know, it's not just the people that go to SHOT Show because, you know, theoretically SHOT Show is supposed to be industry only. Right. Um, and, um, my thoughts gone. <laughs> we're we're sort of tangentially industry. We're not like making guns or anything, but no, I brought it's back. <laughs> Go for it then. It's <laughs> it's not just yeah you know, the people at the show that we're trying to reach. I mean, so much media comes now right. to the shot show that we can reach millions of people through just the interviews of the people who are watching at home. You know, trying to like be a part of this really cool thing. And so we get uh, broadcast out to the world. I mean, I know that I early on, I used to do a lot of stuff for outdoor life. I still do stuff with recoil. And, you know, it's crazy to see. I mean, we've had a couple of those videos be hundreds of thousands of people by the end of the week have seen it. And that's pretty, I mean, pretty cool that you can do it all in one place. Yeah, it it really is. And there's this weird, the public perception of SHOT Show is sort of what new products are going to get introduced. Like that is the key reason for paying attention to SHOT Show for people that are sort of on the outside um, looking at it. But really that's, and like a lot of, you'll hear some people say that all oh, SHOT Show is kind of boring because nothing really exciting got introduced. But that's not really why it's important to the industry or why it's important to us. It's like, you know, that's a side effect and it is exciting when something cool and innovative gets announced. But, you know, those companies are there to like work on contracts, to meet with their dealers, to meet with their suppliers, um, and all that stuff. And we're doing that in a slightly different vein, but we're there to to make those connections that have gotten us on um, TV shows and out in public and on blogs and in places. You know, a lot of those writers, a lot of those producers wouldn't have ever thought to do a story about us if we hadn't gone. I totally got busted on a podcast at SHOT Show this year because so they asked me what I was most excited about. Uh, seeing at SHOT Show and I literally like haven't paid attention <laughs> to what was being released. I mean, I, I, I have now like when I see some of the stuff you know, that was released at SHOT Show, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I knew that was happening. But like, I was just like, uh, yeah, historian. Like, <laughs> like, I like, had no answer. There's this weird, like I read some of the articles leading up to SHOT Show about what was expected to be announced and stuff like that. And then I got there and like, I just sort of forgot everything. So I'm sure companies did some really interesting things or did things that, you know, if it's your favorite company, you're really excited about. But I totally, lost, caliber Glock. I totally lost track of what was actually happening other than, oh, I have to, I'm supposed to go meet these people or we're supposed to go talk to these people. Yeah. Well, and it's great because in terms of like donor development, I mean, when you're trying to cultivate donors, I mean, a lot of times it's a lot of travel. You have to go to the donor and talk to them and get to know them because you can't just, I mean... My technique is just randomly running up to people and be like, give me money. <laughs> but, like, they don't recommend that. And so you do have to, you know, make these connections multiple times and build a relationship if you're going to want to get somebody to invest in your business. And at SHOT Show, it's such a great uh, opportunity, especially with the gun world, because, like, all of the CEOs and owners are there 
so we can meet. And that's what we were doing for years with the fundraiser is I would be in meetings all day and I would go from, you know, this person to that person to this person to that person. And no, it's not necessarily where you're going to make the ask, although I have, you know, it's but it's just kind of being able to touch base and say, hey, we're still here. Um, you know, don't forget about us. And for the people that have given, it's, hey, we're still here and thank you for your support and we need 5000 more dollars. You know, but it, it gives us the opportunity to do that kind of work all in one week, all in the same place, which is really massively invaluable for an institution like ours so that we're not spending a ton of money going to 10 separate places right. uh, to try to get money. And for all those people that we met for the first time at SHOT Show and just chatted with who we are and why we exist, like, I guess you know now that we're going to ask you for money someday. <laughs> oh, I mean, I think everybody. Yeah, everybody. Gets um, I'm not going to say who, but uh, I was introducing Danny to someone at SHOT Show. And um, he, let's just say it was someone I was hoping would give money that I'm also like friends with. And I was like, I, I said, I, I was like, well, now I don't have to ask you for money. And he said, well, I guess I don't have to ghost you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. But that's the other thing that's really cool about that industry is that it's like you're going up to these people that are like iconic people that will be a part of history someday. And they're mm-hmm. like that chill. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of neat. It is neat. And you meet, you know, you, you meet a lot of really interesting people and it, you get a really cool look at the industry and seeing what's going on um, from it. You know, it's hard not to when we do our job here at the museum all day to go to SHOT Show and be like, there's going to be some researcher in 50 years that's, like, trying to track down the source on why this one thing got produced. And if they had just been here, like, right now and somebody had bothered to write it down, we'd all know. Yeah. So what you're saying is, is we should probably be better historians right, we should... <laughs> at SHOT Show and actually document. Document some of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> we messed up. We need to go back in time five years ago. But that's um, the other thing, too, that is interesting about Shot Show that I think um, in the future we were able to do, but we weren't able to do early on, is that, like, we want to contemporary collect. And so we right. want to get things as they come off the line. The problem is, is the industry is so huge now that it's right. really hard How to— How do you narrow down what to pick? What to pick. New. But, you know, it opens up the door for those options because lots of companies are like— because that's easy for a lot of companies. Uh, like, the bigger companies, a gun— to donate for the collection is a lot easier than a check. Right. Yeah. And we, you know, I talked to, I talked to a few companies this time around about that. You know, there was, there's some cool displays. One of the cool displays I saw was the Tavor cutaway from IWI. Um, Eevee. <laughs> um, you know, cause we just did a mat, like we have one of our big exhibit cases is full of cutaways. And to see a company do that with one of their current production guns was really cool. And, you We're know, trying I, to get it. Yeah, I, like I just went into the booth. I was like, hey, you know, I'm from the museum. We'd love to be able to get one of these to display with our other cutaways. Um, and it's that kind of thing, you know, that we have to think about what is going to be collectible in the future and interesting for a museum in the future. And we want to try and get it now rather than wait 50 years when nobody's making it anymore. It's true. Uh, you know, and one of the things that we can do as a museum, um, if we were starting to take in these contemporary pieces, is you don't necessarily have to accession it into the collection. You can put it into what's called a non-permanent collection. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of sits there until you decide what you want to do with it. So we could even have like an incubator period where like, you know, these things come in. We have a place in the, in the vaults for them. They're non-permanent. They're logged. But they don't have all, have to have the, like all the paperwork uh, paperwork being like the condition reporting and all that stuff. Right. Um, 
you you know, and have those there and then say maybe after 10, 15 years, you go back and you look and you say, all right, you know, this has got or whatever the designated you know, cutoff period would be. These things are historically significant. Let's, you know, accession them into collection. These things have really not didn't really show to be, you know, an important advancement technology or whatever. So then you don't have to go through the whole process of deaccession. You know, you can kind of do what you need to with the non-permanent collection. So that's a thought of how you could manage that big of a like a possible influx without, you know, totally like jamming up our registration department for right. years and years and years to come. It's like, I mean, if you go to a shot show now or just look at the industry, it's like, all right, I want to collect an example of as many manufacturers as possible or as many different fi- types of firearms as I can or models or whatever. Like, how do you make the decision on which manufacturers AR to put in the collection? Yeah. Like, there's no way. We do not have the capacity to collect one from every different company that makes one. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's, it's stuff like that that you have to figure out which ones are. I mean, we say that now, but then look back, like, uh, this is going to seem like a stretch, but look at all the American-made shotguns we have from the 1880s and 1890s. Like, Back then, those things were being made all over the place. They were being imported all over the place. And now we have a bunch from a ton of different makers. Um, I'm sure we're missing some, but, like, how did that get – how did the – you know, it's just somebody happened to keep one in the family and that got collected yeah. um, down the road. And it's now representing this really wide swath of manufacturing. Yeah. And you're right. I'm sure we are missing, you know, kind of a lot of things. But – um, I think it's important to kind of be on the forefront of a lot of understanding what's being made, why it's being made. And then what I always try to preach to the industry is because <laughs> it always drives me nuts. Everyone's like, we got the latest, greatest new thing. And then like you and I will be like, it was invented 100 years ago. Right. Yeah. It's like been there, done that, tried that, you know, yeah. got the postcard. You know, and that's what I said on that other podcast was, you know, it's it's funny to me um, because everyone will like tout these new concepts and sometimes they're new I, I can't get think of an example but sometimes things are like new um but for the most part you know it's been tried by somebody and yeah, it's like oh this reminds me of this exact thing that was done 50 or 75 years oh my ago. gosh idea shot show 2021 okay. we set up a table and we make manufacturers bring their new products <laughs> to see as a challenge, challenge. to see if we if they can stump us uh, to see if we can, if they can bring us something that we can't find some type of historical feature, whatever. Like, so they have to bring the thing and say, you know, the new thing is this firing pin or, you know, something. Right. And like whatever they're, whatever's new about it that they're excited about and just try to stump us to see if we can, you know, find something in the historical record uh, that would relate to that particular fire and to show that somebody else had that idea at some point. I'm good with it. Now that the fundraising pressure from the renovations off, like I feel like we have that kind of I feel time like to do that. We have to do a lot of studying. <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll get some for sure. But oh yeah, but I think it would be fun. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, obviously, it would be. I doubt many manufacturers would agree to bother, but you know. Oh, I think the, the I think there would be some. There would be some. It would for be sure. some of those fringe. I think manufacturers that would be, and and they would probably win because, like, the gun nerd manufacturers, the ones that like listen to this podcast and, you know, watch Ian and, and, and follow the firearms blog and, you know, all those guys that are really into the technical stuff like that. I feel like they... Oh, they would crush us on that because, like, I think, we I know... I think challenge accepted, guys. Come on. You got... Yeah. By the time this is released, you got, like, more than six months, less than a year to uh, come up with something that would stump us um, and be truly new. All right. On that note, 
Yeah, we're good. I think it's time to wrap up. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Get a glimpse of what we do at SHOT and why we go. Uh, We'll be back at you next time.